The following is a chanting seminar given by His Holiness Jaya Patakaswami Maharaj on December 19, 2007 in Avatar Desh. The chanting seminar was entitled, Everyone Should Chant Hare Krishna. Who are candidates to be married in the future? <laughs> How is your health today? So Lord Chaitanya, He gave the instruction, Grihe Thako, Bone Thako, Sadahari Bole Dako. Whether you're a Grihasta or whether you're uh, in the Bhairagi Pat, everyone should chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, So, this is a common thing. Whether grihasta or whether uh, single or whether retired or whether renowned, everyone should chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, It's not that uh, we only chant when we are uh, in the old age or the young age. We have to also continue chanting through our grihasta period as well. Because, uh, first of all, we don't know how long, anyone knows how long they're going to live? Otherwise, uh, there's one devotee who uh, fell off of a building, he's in a coma. What's his name? As Sudevi. Huh? Takur. So let's chant Hare Krishna for him, praying that uh, he can uh, gain his consciousness and come back to do his seva. Takur Das or Takur? Takur. Takur. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So it says uh, in the Bhagavatam that uh, this uh, human life has a danger, is dangerous at every step. Padam padam yadvi padam natesham. Every step, we don't know. As we were driving up here, there was a car accident on the, the road 
From uh, Dubai to Abu Dhabi. Still we drive like us. <laughs> glass all over the highway. So all of us are taking risks every day. Even apart from that, sometimes the heart just stops. So at any time we can go back, we don't know. Or maybe we'll live to be old and that could also happen. That was more normal, that everyone lives to be old, but now there's no 100% guarantee. So what we want to do, in every stage throughout our life, we want to be prepared uh, for whatever happens. So that means we should continue to chant, even while we're working, even while we're studying, while doing all the different solutions, have our spiritual foundation, spiritual base. Also so that the children are brought up in an environment in a Puribesh, say that uh, Puristiti, which is uh, God conscious. One uh, devotee in Chennai, he told me, I asked him that, you know, there's all these theories going that you should let the children decide whatever they want, let them do what they want, even as a child. Don't uh, force them or anything. So he said, well, when they're adult, they can do whatever they want. Then we have no choice. But I don't want that my children, when they grow up, they say that my father, my mother, they, they, they knew what was the best for me. But they allowed me in my foolishness to make wrong decisions. They didn't give me the, the best that they knew. I'd rather have them say, my father, my mother gave me the best that they knew. And I don't agree with that now, but uh, at least they gave me whatever the best that they believed in. Hopefully they will agree with it also when they grow up. So part of the duty of Vihastas uh, to raise children and Shastra says that the mother and father, they are natural gurus for their children. So they have a responsibility to see that their children don't have to take birth again. Give them an opportunity to go back to home, back to Godhead at the end of life. Otherwise, the use of again and again, we have to take birth. Being a human being, we can get out in this lifetime. So I was just in uh, Balaram Desh and they had uh, the National Day. Their National Day is 17th. Here, National Day, I heard it's 2nd. Actually, all those National Days should be given to me, then we can try to fit. <laughs> My visits. Uh, because uh, end of December is a bit tight. I go to usually to Malaysia, but in the beginning, middle, middle, some hope. Beginning is actually open. 
It will be very easy to fix up 2nd of December as a regular. But anyway, the children there, they did all so many cultural programs. And they, I was busy at that time. So I didn't see. So the next day there was no program. I could have come here straight to Abu Dhabi, but because they arranged me to stay there, the children said, we want to show you our cultural program. So again, they all dress up put on the makeup and the, our costume and they put on the whole cultural program again for me. They liked it so much. They were having a good time. Singing, chanting mantras, doing dance, they did a dance drama, they did a, they did a ABC dancing and different, uh, different programs. So they, they actually had a very good time. So we can make it very interesting and very fun for the children to be Krishna conscious. It's not like uh, we're forced to do something they don't like, but they like to do it. At least develop a taste. So Lord Chaitanya, some grihastas ask him that we're, what is the duty for our grihasta? that time, the Lord Chaitanya said, uh, I gave that quote yesterday, We should give up the bad association. This is important for our Vaishnava. You know, even uh, Varaha Dev and the Bhumi Devi, they had a child who was called Boma Dev. So Boma Dev's next door neighbor was Banasur, who was a great devotee of Shiva, and he had the he had the many mystical powers, he had many arms and things. Later the arms were cut down by Krishna. But somehow he influenced, influenced Bhomadev to become a demon. So he became known as Bhomasura. From Bhomadeva to Bhomasura. His nickname was Narakasura. Famous. So that's what parents can, they can be their best parents, but if they also their friends are asuras, <laughs> then uh, it can also change their children, especially when they're youths. So it's important that also, that's when, uh, I don't know how much that's in the control of the parents if... <coughs> You can encourage uh, the, all the parents, encourage their youth to get together and make youth, uh, Krishna conscious youth club. Again, going from here now to Penang, uh, where we have our Malaysian uh, national headquarters in a uh, place called Subang Jai next to Butterworth. And I showed the picture last night, there were all the youth. So they have like in England, they have uh, what they call the Pandava Sena, which is mainly the Indian, but it can be others also, but mainly Indians. 
Indian youths uh, who uh, work for the, the when they when the, they tried to close the temple down, then they were very active to keep the temple open. Over ten to thirty thousand marched on the parliament in the UK about twenty years ago to stop them from closing the temple, and it was the biggest demonstration that uh, ever happened in England. So. Then, so the, the government changed their mind about closing the temple, and they made they made some alternative arrangement. Because of the the problem was we had a license as a, as a school, but for the Janmashtami, sixty thousand Indians were coming. So the entrance was through a local village called Lechmore Heath, and these villagers complained. But 60,000 people coming in our little village of a thousand people is uh, too much. And this wasn't uh, according to the license given, only supposed to be a school. So then we had to make a separate entrance, not going into the village. And like that, we worked out some solution. But the youth, they were the one who very active, uh, not only youth, but mainly the youth who have had very active and when it possible. So now in other parts of the world, they also have Pandavasenas. In Malaysia, they want to do something different. So there's some are called Palat Sena, Dhuva Sena, <laughs> like that. They have different names. I don't know all the names. But uh, like that, so they also put on during the Janmashtami, they let the youth put on the cultural programs and do different uh, projects. It's supposed to be in silent mode. So that also. It's your lifelong project, of course, you want to see your children. Now, if you are good devotees, that also give a good example to the children. You see, my parents are, are good devotees, therefore, you know, I want to also be a good devotee. It's very inspiring. If, you're, if you don't chant, if you don't do anything, you tell the kids, you do it. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Won't have so much a big impact. Sometimes, in the Western youth, they are, they are more rebellious. I don't know, now Indian youth are becoming a little rebellious, but the Western is very rebellious. So, if the parents are not practicing, sometimes the youth want to practice. But that's a. Yeah. Uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement was mainly Grihastas. In fact, Lord Chaitanya was also Grihasta half his life. But he had uh, this prediction that he will become a sannyasi at the last part. Some Shastric evidence says because Sita to the forest 
Therefore, to reciprocate with that, he had to be banished to the forest also. Lord Chaitanya is the same Ram, same Krishna, just different form. So Sita Devi came as uh, Vishnu Priya. And Ram came as uh, Lord Chaitanya. So when Ram, because of the pressure of some citizens, political correctness, he sent uh, Sita back to the forest, to the ashram of Vishishtha uh, Muni, I think. Then uh, he worshipped a golden form of Sita. So when Lord Chaitanya took sannyas, then Sita, who came as Vishnu Priya, worshipped a golden form of Lord Chaitanya. That uh, deity is still uh, said to be visible in Navadip town. It's uh, called Dameshwar Goranga. It was made from the original neem tree of where Lord Chaitanya was born under and is painted golden yellow. But anyway, most of like Dityananda took uh, Grihasta, Advaita was Grihasta, Shivas was Grihasta. So like that. at one point, all the Panchatattva were Grihasta. Most of his uh, followers were uh, Grihastas. It says when uh, the devotees from Bengal came down to Jagannath Puri, that time they would also travel with their families, with their wives. And but when uh, they came to the town of uh, Jagannath Puri, one time it's mentioned Chaitanya Bhagavat that they heard the sound of kirtan, ching 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 ching, that this thing, and then all of a sudden in front of them came Lord Chaitanya and all of the devotees who are living in uh, Orissa. So immediately the Bengali devotees and their wives, they paid obeisances to Lord Chaitanya when they saw him. And Lord Chaitanya's secretary pointed, Lord Chaitanya, look at the other devotees from Bengal. So then Lord Chaitanya took all his associates and went to meet the devotees from Bengal. So according to their relationship, like Nityananda's similar age, like Lord Chaitanya, even older, so that they're like brothers, so they embrace each other. Advaita, the, the, the devotees who are older, they were embracing, the ones who are younger, they were paying obeisances. Everybody was crying in ecstasy. At that time it said that the the wives, because they couldn't approach Lord Chaitanya because he's sannyasi. They were standing behind with our folded hands. And just seeing Lord Chaitanya, they were like touching his feet in their mind. And uh, they were crying in ecstasy also. So tears of devotion were pouring down from their eyes. So all these grihastas uh, were actually fully uh, developed in their devotion, their love for Krishna. So being a Grihastha, then they had the opportunity to invite Lord Chaitanya. When they were in Jagannath Puri, they took turns. Who would invite him to come and take prasad? 
So this was a big thing. Of course, some pulled rank, like Sarvagom Bharacharya or Advaita Acharya, they wanted to give more times. More or less, all the grihasthas had an opportunity. How many of you would like to have Lord Chaitanya personally come and visit your house and you maybe you can cook for him? And <laughs> <laughs> so that was a kind of uh, pastime that was going on. The Lord personally came, stayed, visited at their house, with Prasadam. So that was one of the opportunities. Of course, uh, we sannyasis we used to follow in the footsteps. So all the grihasthas are always uh, preparing for sadam for us. I went with Prabhupada once in Mumbai to one uh, devotee's house. He was invited for prasadam. And then Prabhupada, he was uh, saying, see, we sannyasis are like the children of society, the grihasthas. You take care of the children. So you're taking care of us sannyasis also. And then, and Prabhupada said, actually I had no appetite, but you cook so nice that it gave me an appetite. <laughs> so like that. There was some very mellow exchanges between Prabhupada also and that. Although these devotees are much younger than Prabhupada, but he called them as uh, are like a, I'm like your child, you're caring for us. Prabhupada is already almost 80, so. Prabhupada, uh, he was uh, saying that we would develop Mayapur. We should, uh, that's especially in the future, for Grihasas to live. And uh, he said that because. Uh, Mayapur, it's uh, very merciful, doesn't take offenses, so it's better for the renounced people to live in Vrindavan uh, and the Vrihastas, and they could live in Mayapur more. There's no harm for the renounced to live in Mayapur, but especially Vrihastas is more appropriate. Then, uh, so right now we have about 1,000 devotees in Mayapur, maybe about 200 children, maybe 1,300 actually, then about 500 Vihastas, maybe 600 Brahmacharis. Right now they're They have they're selling some plots so anybody wants to build a house. They're selling some plots. Also flats. Mayapur Iskar has a lot of has some land but uh, some of the other trusts have land but we cannot develop right now. It's all tied up. And the sister trusts are not able to develop because it's under some litigation. But some Vihasas had their own land, and so they bought some land and 
Then I don't have any relegation, so there's something. Small plots if you are building houses. We have a lot of uh, devotees for expatriates in America. So many of them are building buildings in Mayapur. One important thing, of course, is that uh, it's like we have to. One has a license that they can have children, they have a license for having relation with the husband and wife. But in order to balance uh, with the spiritual progress, then they're supposed to regulate themselves. And this, uh, this is uh, one aspect of the Vihasta life. Highest standard is only to have relation for having children. That's considered as a devotional service. But if one's not able to come to that standard right away, gradually they can try. Prabhupada said they shouldn't be discouraged uh, because they're not able to come fully to that standard, but uh, still they should regulate themselves. We want to develop a higher taste, while at the same time, so we balance our material experiences with uh, our devotional service in this way. One can be uh, more secure in uh, going back to Krishna whenever the call comes. So I was also supposed to give some time for question and answers. You get papers? You, you, have, you have the questions written? Or are you going to speak them? Did you say somebody gave me a paper? So it seems to be handed out papers. This is uh, from Girija Mataji. Who is Girija? Sometimes apart from normal work schedule, we get involved in special occasions like marriage of a close relation, project, work deadline, preparation for <coughs> festivals, at this time, our sadhana like chanting, Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam reading is affected. How can we make good this lapse in sadhana? When I was uh, building Mayapur project, Prabhupada had us work from 6 in the morning till 12 midnight. Double shift. But I had to be overseeing both the shifts. So there was no time to regularly go to Mangalarti and uh, so I, I, I'm about to speak of read books or things. 
So I asked Prabhupada, he said, well, at least you should try to do a Guru Puja every day and you should chant your japa. Because offering our obeisances to the Guru is important. And at least uh, try to chant. If sometime you fall behind in the chanting, you can carry it over, but it's not a very good habit because then you get more and more in debt. <laughs> so two hours, fifteen minutes is required for chanting and puja. Chanting a maximum two hours. Yeah. Puja ten to fifteen minutes. And usually after some time one can chant six minute rounds. Maybe the first year or two it may be seven minutes, but after that it can be six minutes. When I was on the morning walk, the first half in the half hour I chanted five rounds. That's six minutes. If you really sit down and chant uh, in front of your deities, you can even do five minutes, but six minutes is not difficult. So how do we go like that? What's in, uh, you may have what we call like emergency mode and then normal mode. So when you, emergency is over, you want to go back to the normal mode and if you can do your, your uh, reading and puja, more lengthy pujas and things. But uh, chanting should somehow keep going. You start cutting down on chanting, then you start to lose uh, the taste for the devotional service. And if you lose taste for devotional service, then after a while you won't want to do the service either. And then your taste for material things will increase. And then like that, the vicious uh, circle. How many here are initiated? How many under shelter? How many aspiring? How many doing 16 rounds? <coughs> Eight to fifteen rounds. Four to seven. One to three. How many not chanting yet? Gonna chant very soon. Thank you. <laughs> Who are not chanting, but going to start chanting soon. Very nice. 
Fonctionné Passante. Passante. Uh, eternally spring. Passante <laughs> 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 spring, right? If everyone can chant, see, even if you're not able to do 16, 16 rounds is a crore. In a year of Krishna's names. So, eight rounds would be half a crore, four rounds would be 25 lakhs. So, it adds up recurring deposits. Even uh, two rounds is 1.25 million. She'll be a millionaire. In the holy names of Krishna. In this age of Kali, is it necessary for every individual to pass through all these one by one, or can a brahmachari jump directly to the sannyasa? Is it recommended or is it not? And this was one of the questions which was posed to us. We didn't have a proper understanding of this one. Uh, this was for the Hastas. He did not want to go through the Grahastha the same. He wanted to jump directly from... Well, if... When I joined, I was uh, 19 years old. I was uh, just out of university and... Uh, then uh, the temple president was Grihastha uh, and his wife uh, thought that it was good if everyone passed through this uh, phase of Vihasta. So she came and preached to me, a 19-year-old uh, just out of university, and told me I should get married if I want to go back to Godhead. So I was a bit, you know, surprised. I hadn't thought about uh, that so much. And then, so I went to ask Prabhupada, who was in Montreal at the time, but the temple president's wife saying, I should get married. What should I do? He said, well, the normal system is you wait till you're 25. Practice the brahmachari till you're 25. At that time, a brahmachari has an option to decide whether he feels that he can remain a celibate for his whole life or whether he... Uh, feels that he should rather be a grihasta. And ideally between the age of 25 and 30, they have to make this decision. And uh, so most people get married. But there is the option that someone could decide to remain a, a brahmachari for their whole life. We've had a lot of a number of uh, casualties where people from Brahmachari went to sannyas uh, rather abruptly and then they, later they found that uh, they weren't able because it's very difficult Kali Yuga is actually 
restricted that there shouldn't be a sannyasi. For devotional service, in some rare cases, you could be what? For some, so now you put all kinds of strictures that if you want to be a sannyasi, this can you have to go on a waiting list. And depending on how old you are, the waiting list may be five years or ten years. Or if you're like very old, sixty years old, or so, then it could be two years. But then your wife, if, if you're Grihastha, your wife should agree that it has her blessings that you take the sannyas. Like this, all kinds of it. Because we've faced difficulty where someone took sannyas and then the wife wasn't happy about it, and then the wife's uh, unhappiness was a social problem for us, and or maybe the husband went back to take care of his family. So then better he hadn't taken sannyas at all than and taken vows and then gone against it. So we're very conservative about giving sannyas, unless the wife agrees, unless many kind of stipulations. In one case, the wife died of uh, cancer. So then the husband was already over 50, so he thought he'd take sannyas. But he really wasn't mentally prepared. It was more like a, this kind of... It requires some time to... Being a grihasta is one mode of life, and being a sannyasi or brahmachari is another mode. If somebody's going to work outside, like Lord Chaitanya, he was a school teacher. He was a professor for his own toll. His uh, father died. He was maintaining his mother. So he said, I'm living like a grihasta. I'm living in the house. I'm working. I'm maintaining a household. But I'm not married. So I'm going to be living like a grihasta. Then I might as well do all the duties and also uh, have a wife. So like some people, they're working, they're maintaining their families, I don't want to be married, but they're not living, like, then they should live in an ashram. Like in Chopati, they have the system that if somebody wants to be a brahmachari, they say, go work outside for six months, like one year. See what the work is like. Then if you still think that you want to come and be a brahmachari, then come, it's okay, but... They want people not to just do things like abruptly. They should experience life a little bit. Then if they want to remain a brahmachari, then it's... So maybe they have about three, four thousand devotees in Chopati, and there may be fifty or sixty brahmacharis. So, if somebody is uh, doubtful, once they ask for what, if he's thinking, I don't know what I should do. Should I be a brahmachari or should I get married? <coughs> and Prabhupada said, if someone's thinking like that, they should get married. If you have any doubt, then... Because it's, uh, all the people who want to be a lifelong brahmachari say, they should be so much already, uh, almost very much committed to that. And even then, we don't know, you know, that's... After some time, they may also change their mind. But if they're not also even committed from the beginning, they don't, to be or not to be, most likely they won't make it.
But I was also reading, it's like, uh, in this uh, book called Sanskara Dipika by Gopal uh, Bhatta Goswami, he's uh, the son of the head priest of uh, Sri Rangam Temple and who became one of the six Goswamis. So he helped to write this, or he wrote the samskaras, all our Annaprasana, this uh, this uh, Vidyaramba, everything. <coughs> He's the one who wrote this book. So he put the first part and then the actual rituals. So in the first part, uh, He wrote things like uh, the proper way to do a srat. That is, some people they serve non-veg in the srat. Maybe the the deceased relative was a non-veg, so I think we should give him whatever he liked. If he liked to eat fish, we should give him a nice fish dinner or meat dinner. And so by doing that, they're actually sending him sin, and they're sending him into hell. Or worse hell than whatever he's in. The idea is that the Nusradiyas offer him prasadam so that you free him from any of the bad karmas or bad habits that uh, he had. He's very nice. So, in the, in the one part of that, he says that he describes the different ashrams. So, he says the Grihastha ashram is the responsible ashram. So sometimes that's also good for the brahmacharis to go through. Brahmachari is a very free ashram. They don't have, uh, they're just studying or they're doing some seva, but they're not necessarily, they don't have any big responsibility. But as soon as you get married, like one of my grihasta couples told me, we didn't know what samarpanam, what surrender was till we had our first child. We had to surrender to the child. <laughs> because whenever the baby is crying, you can't say, wait now, you can put your, you can put your phone in silent mode, but... <laughs> so you have to feed, you have to take care, you have to change the diaper, whatever it is, you have to do all the things. So it's a new, a new level of uh, responsibility. So... He has so many types of responsibility for the, the wife to serve the husband, the husband to take care of the wife, the children, everyone, the children, the work, the, the social, like this question. You have also your other, your parents, the parents-in-law, the sisters-in-law, and this one, that one, so many different. So there's a lot of responsibilities that's a Grihasta. So that's also a good training. If somebody is... In our temples, of course, our brahmacharis also take responsibility for Krishna. That's why some people thought that we thought when we came to the temple, we became a sadhu, we can just relax and, you know, eat our meals. And, but in Iskran, it's not like that. Everybody has to do some seva. A lot of hard work. <laughs> So they were surprised. They said, we, I thought, you know, I thought it was, <laughs> was going to be a free life. I'm going to just like lifelong vacation or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
wenn ihr nur Liebe dort ja, ich meine nicht mehr. Mit aller Ruhe. Oder ein Duty. Mein Liebe ist mein Duty. Mein Duty ist mein Liebe. Nobody asked him, what happened to all those slips you had yesterday? I saw the slips. Nobody filled them out. Nobody. Okay. <laughs> so we have, okay, we'll take one more for the men and then the women will go back and forth. There are two kinds of asadhus. One is the, the non-devotee. A devotee is doing a service, he may make some mistake, that's not the, that's not the dis, big disqualification. But even said, even someone who's a non-devotee does something very expertly, but he will be an asatsang. Because ultimately, what's his motive? Maybe he wants to just get name and fame, or some material thing, who knows what his motive is. Well, when he comes to talking about Krishna, he says something very offensive to Krishna. And then there's some kind of people who just talk about the opposite sex, or just talk about women, like the, you know, like there's people that put those kind of half-naked pictures of women on the wall, and they just talk about them as objects of uh, enjoyment. They don't, they're not, they're not in a vihasta mode, they're in a vihamedi mode. Those are the other kind of asatsangas that Lord Chaitanya said we should avoid. We want to respect, we want to respect ladies, respect women, protect them, have a, a higher vision. This, I, this is appreciated uh, in, in Indian culture. In the West it's not so much appreciated, but now more and more uh, People are so some uh, congregational program where maybe the program went a little late or when they served out prasad. Uh, I don't know what kind of mistake they made. But we should always try to improve and do things better. But that's not an asset sign. 
Then I just get a little space out of that talk. But obviously, if you shout at somebody or if you act very rudely, remember once there was somebody that came and then they didn't come anymore, and then Prabhupada was like almost crying. The Krishna sent this person to us, and we had an opportunity to help them to be devotees, and somehow we failed. And now the person's not coming anymore, so. But as far as congregational program, also, once uh, there was a, a lady told me that she was driving on her motorcycle to the, or scooter or whatever, to the program. And she got into an accident and she was in the hospital. But nobody from the Namhata phoned her up. Nobody came to see her in the hospital. But there was other like uh, preachers from said Christians and they were going and said, can we pray for you, Lord Jesus? So she stayed faithful to her Krishna consciousness, but she wondered why was it that no devotees came. It was really uh, tested me. So we discussed this that we're actually as devotees, we should also be uh, personal. Baba said we're a personalist, hyper personalist. They got these hyper markets. So we're hyper personalists. Someone told me that recently in uh, I was in Malaysia, the uh, ambassador of Venezuela went to see the Council General of uh, well, Ecuador. What is the Council General of uh, Peru? Politically, Peru and Ecuador always have some problems. As diplomats, they have their own camaraderie, brotherhood. So when his person was sick, then he would go there and every day and visit him in the hospital. Even though maybe politically their countries are not at the best. But still, so, I mean, even amongst material people, they follow this kind of personal relationships, trying to be nice. Or to speak of devotees, how many devotees are there in the world? How many people are serving Krishna, serving God, serving Bhagavan? Last night I showed the, I showed two times I went myself to the hospital. You want yeah, this time, just now, when I was in Malaysia, I don't know Malaysia, I remember more time, but in Malaysia there was uh, one disciple who uh, got in a motorcycle, a very severe motorcycle accident, actually lost his two legs. They burnt. So this is very discouraging. I went at 1 in the morning, at 12 o'clock in the night with his uh, wife. We got a special permission and went to see him. 
But sometimes it's hard to encourage people when they suffer such a severe. But uh, of course, when we actually saw his situation, it's amazing he's alive. He was always praying he wanted more time to read. That wasn't the reason why. So we tried to go to encourage him, and he, he felt encouraged that I went to see him. And then and another lady, disciple, her intestine has become very small at the mouth, so her not clearing properly and they may have to operate and then so she was also in the hospital and so I went to see her also. Malaysia. Yeah, two different places in Malaysia. Yes, when I was in Mayapur, also one of my godbrothers, Nirguna uh, Prabhu, he had a cancer of the, which was a tumor in his spine. So it's wrapped around his spine and going into his lungs. So because of the position, they couldn't operate. And if they try to cut out from the spine, maybe he'll be paralyzed. So. He was trying and trying to get cured by different things. And then at one point he said, actually, I realize I'm not going to live. Then he became very peaceful. So he came for the radastomy and they lifted him up and he did Abhishek of Radharani. So I went to see him a couple of times. I said that uh, The day that uh, he left, he woke up seven in the morning and he was chanting for three hours, lying in his bed chanting and smiling. And around ten, eleven in the morning, he uh, had a smile on his face and he left. So how many people leave the world smiling? Must be, yes. Who does come? I'm not going to smile. <laughs> 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 of course, some lady went to Vrindavan, she had cancer, and she took Charanamit every day and she got cured. So it works, you never know, and it works both ways. But. 